0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Carriker and Smallman. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into
1: the Blues Booth. The Blues Booth is brought to you by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors. Boardwalk has three convenient locations. Manchester, Crestwood, or St. Peter. Or visit online
0: at boardwalkhardwood.com. The blues have assigned goalie, Joel Hofer forward, Dakota, Joshua and defenseman Callie Rosen to their Springfield farm club in the AHL. And the blues have called up Scott Perunovich. So we'll get an opportunity to see the Hobie Baker award winner. We head to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line right now. The voice of the blues, Chris Kerber joining us as he does every Monday here on Carricker and Smallman. Good morning, Curbs. How you doing?
1: Randy, I'm doing awesome. Uh, I know we'll talk Perunovich in a moment here, but, uh, we just heard that bumper. I, I'm really hoping we get more people to check out and, uh, and help us reach our goal of 101 bigs in 101 days. That's a uh, that's a really cool initiative that 101 ESPN is doing, and we've we've got over 500 kids in the St. Louis area looking to uh, you know, as littles as looking for some bigs. So we we need some of the guys in the area to step up and. We need some big brothers.
0: Love that. And uh, people can go and get more information at 101ESPN.com. All right. What should we take out of the fact that Hofer, Joshua, and Rosen are down? I'm presuming that Villejuso is back. I'm presuming that uh, Kyle Clifford is back. And then Perunovic up with Rosen down.
1: Well, cap management, I think, is the first thing you take from it. So the fact that uh, you know when, when you guys on COVID list, you do not get the cap relief, which is really kind of a crazy thing. That I, I'm, I'm surprised it, it was really agreed to be to, to work that way. But it did. So it really had the Blues in a bit of a cap crunch. And after not really having for the last four or five games any, any real roster availability, now they're starting to get some Cliffords able to come back on, uh, Huso's able to come back on, as you mentioned. So when you're able to send some guys down, you could free up the cap space to bring uh, Scott Perunovich up. He's a left-handed shot. You, I mean, and as a defenseman, look, it's one thing to be the top-scoring defenseman in the American Hockey League, but after 12 games, when you're tied for the lead in points total, it's impressive with two goals and 18 assists. So, uh, you know, in, in talking to a couple people on the Blues side over the last week about him, they said, look, it's just a matter of time. we got to get him up here because one of the most important things is, even as well as he was playing down there, certain NHL situations you just can't, Learn about him even in the American Hockey League. You've got to get into games and get that experience up here. So I know they've been eager to get him up, Randy, and they're excited to have him called up now. Curbs, is there a specific pairing you think we'll see Perunovic on? You know, well, I guess, one, it depends on when Tory Krug is able to come back in. You know, I, I don't necessarily see him um, supplanting in terms of just being in the lineup. Uh, I, I don't see him jumping over Scandel. I don't see him jumping over Krug just in terms of replacing somebody in the lineup. So to me, you know, Jake uh, Wallman played only about 10 minutes or so last night. Uh, so I, I could see him in that pairing in that situation. It gives them that option, you know, and maybe it, maybe it is an option where all of a sudden they, they shift Scandella down and they put, uh, you know, Perunovic with with Pareco. something along those kind of lines. I think Craig Berube was saying last night he'd like to see more from that Scandella-Pareko pairing is what he said in the postgame show. So I think those are a couple of the options there, but the left-handed shot, you know, I, I, if you're as big and you're as full as you need to be, to me, it ends up really being more of a question of where does he and Walman fit if they're both in the lineup at the same time, and I don't necessarily see that happening.
0: Curbs, a couple of tough losses over the course of the weekend. How could the Blues have won those games?
1: You know what? I, I think – clock awareness has to be a, a bigger part of it. Uh, I, I think they took the foot of the, the end of the each period last night was not really good. The end of the, the third game, you know, somebody wasn't willing to pay. And I got to go back and look at that goal, you know, in Carolina and stuff. But normally you might see a block shot on that one, the way that one was directed towards the net. And we didn't see it. So, you know, I, I think they played really well against uh, two top teams in the league and they were right there, you know, and, and had the chance to do it. I mean, I, the crazy thing is I keep thinking about last night's game, the number of insane saves that Koskinen made Mm -hmm. and the Blues still put four goals on them. So, you know, sometimes they got a little unlucky last night at times too, but uh, I think clock management becomes a real big key there. And that's, that's kind of working it all the way to the end of the period. And I think if they do that, you know, maybe at least you've got at least two more points in these last two games, but, really of larger concern right now. And there, there's some trends, Randy. I, I think, you know, you've seen the team give up uh, three or more goals in nine of the games this year. You know, and that's not I don't think that's all goaltending. That doesn't pin it on, on the goaltending. That's, that's the all-around team play in certain situations there. And then the other one for me is, you know, in the last eight games, there's only two regulation wins. Mm-hmm. And That's going to happen as you, you have these COVID issues that popped up. They played without O'Reilly for the first time. Groot was out of the lineup. There's different things, but that's going to happen over the course of this year. So hopefully the adversity they're seeing and feeling is going to fuel them because even with that, these games have been right there for the taking. So I think there's reasons for concern on some fronts. There's reasons for positivity. and just got to keep the yin with the yang and try and stay positive with it. One reason for positivity as we're looking at what we've seen from players so far this season, Curbs, is Robert Thomas. There was a lot of expectations placed on him, but he's been playing really well. Michelle, I thought one of the neat things about last night's game was, especially with Braden Shen out of the lineup, they gave they gave the McDavid assignment to Robert Thomas, you know, and and that that's just showing where you've got to see the development and what somebody can handle. And, and I thought they did okay in that one, not great, but just okay. But but still, thought Robert Thomas did well. And because to me, you know, you look at Connor McDavid and he comes into that game last night with what was it, 20, uh, 25 points, something like that. 25 points comes into the game with it needs he's plus two, you know, that's, <laughs> and I know some people don't put much more into plus minus anymore, but when you've got 25 points and you're leading the league and scoring your second league and scoring to your, to another teammate in dry and you're plus two, you still don't want to play defense in your own end. And that's why And you know, Robert Thomas found success. They had three points last night. Uh, so, you know make those guys defend there and and I thought that was great he he's been playing at a terrific level and you can see his confidence going and, and that's that's really been a bright spot for the St. Louis Blues and there there's going to be still a learning curve for a 21 22 year old you know kid playing in the National Hockey League when I thought that was really one of the first games where he had a top level
0: assignment and curbs for the whole I, game yeah I, I was thinking about this last night because I I think it's notable for a team that did win the Stanley Cup two years ago. The first goal, you get a goal from a 23-year-old and a 25 and a 22-year-old assist on it. Then you get the goal later from Barbashev, who's only 25 still, from Thomas, who's 22, and Pareko, who's 28. You still have some really good young players on this team. And I think Doug Armstrong has done a great job of uh, he, he's replaced one nucleus with another, and it, it appears it's on its way to happening again, that uh, while winning and being highly competitive, the Blues are able to replace one nucleus with a good younger nucleus.
1: And they're doing it without high-round draft
0: picks. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, their they're first-round draft pick, well, in the case of Cairo, he's not, but
1: Thomas is, but you're still talking in the 20s, Right. I mean, it's really fascinating. You know, you've heard me say this before. It's just kind of mind-boggling, but it was a case. We brought it up because Rod Brendamore was the coach of Carolina two games ago, is is the fact that Rod Brindamore is the last forward the St. Louis Blues chose with a top 10 pick in the draft. That was 1988, right? And since then, since then, I think they've only had I think four or five top ten picks anyway. It was Marshall that was taken in 89, another defenseman. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a top ten pick until Eric Johnson, and he was a defenseman, right? Then you end up with, uh, you trade the ninth pick. Uh, San Jose takes Couture with the 14th pick. You swap for them. You take uh, I think it was uh, Lars Eller in that one, so that's not a top ten pick. I mean, the highest forward the St. Louis Blues had taken was Jaden Schwartz. And, and, you know, at, at 14, so uh, you know, well, obviously, Larzella was in there, but they haven't had they haven't had that top ten pick, and they're doing it. Look at who you played last night. I mean, the, Ed, the Edmonton right. Oilers, I think, have had something like twelve top ten picks in the last fifteen years, and and the Blues haven't taken a forward with a top ten pick since nineteen eighty eight, and and they're able to do this now. Look, some say you wish you had more. Obviously, that's there, but to your back to your point of the age of some of these guys. One of the biggest differences that's happening this year that did not happen last year is those younger guys are making a difference, okay? It was Blay, it was Sanford getting that top six ice time last year, and it, and it was not successful. This time it's Cairo who's really stepped in, proven to be a legit top six player. Maybe handles the puck better than anybody at a high speed on this team. Then Robert Thomas, look what he's doing with his speed and his confidence. And every time you think that's a great pass to, time to shoot, he's passing it and hitting somebody. There's, you know, Pavel Butchnevich comes in now, and, and he, I thought, played a terrific game last night. So Doug Armstrong realized where the holes were not getting filled last year. Not only did he go out and get Sodden Butchnevich, but it's the internal guys of Thomas and Cairo that are filling that gap in a big way. And it's a huge difference for the success of this team from last year to this year. It's something that they had in 2019 when they went on the run in the second half. They didn't have it last year. They've got it again. And I think it's one of the key reasons that this team can make a really deep run again.
0: Finally, Curbs, I love the idea of Arizona coming into our division because I think it's a great road trip. Just an added bonus that the Blues play them tomorrow night when the Coyotes are 1-13-1.
1: Yeah, you know what? Uh, you knew they were going to be bad. They they traded players. They were getting draft picks. They, they were actually, I mean, they were getting draft picks just to take cap space from other teams. Uh, but, you know, D- Bill Armstrong, their general manager, we obviously know well. And, you know, and he said, no, we're going to redo this thing and build this thing right. So there's going to be even more trades and players leaving Arizona by the end of this season. But you got to take advantage of it, Randy. You cannot take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Bill Kessel can still score. I mean, they've got some players that still have some pride to play in the National Hockey League. And, yes, it hasn't gone well for them this year. But we've seen if you take the Coyotes for granted, they could step up. And the Blues have had a struggle with them lately. So uh, over the last couple of seasons, take advantage of it. Get yourself back on the winning track. Get a regulation win. Get some feeling in there because you've got four points that you can grab with Arizona and San Jose in these next couple games before you head to Dallas.
0: Curbs, always great to have you on. Have a great week. Thanks for the time.
1: All right, guys. Have an awesome week.